This is Holden Karnofsky doing an amateur read-through of my blog post, AI Could Defeat All of Us Combined. I've been working on a new series of posts about the most important century, and I linked to a previous series in that topic. The original series focused on why and how this could be the most important century for humanity, but it had relatively little to say about what we can do today to improve the odds of things going well. The new series will get much more specific about the kinds of events that might lie ahead of us and what actions today look most likely to be helpful. A key focus of the new series will be the threat of misaligned AI. That's AI systems disempowering humans entirely, leading to a future that has little to do with anything humans value. You could sort of think of this like the Terminator movies, minus the time travel, and minus the part where humans win. Many people have trouble taking this misaligned AI possibility seriously. They might see the broad point that AI could be dangerous, but they instinctively imagine that the danger comes from ways humans might misuse it. They find the idea of AI itself going to war with humans to be comical and wild. I'm going to try to make this idea feel more serious and real. As a first step, this post will emphasize an original and unoriginal but extremely important point, which is that the kind of AI I've discussed could defeat all of humanity combined if for whatever reason, it were pointed toward that goal. Now, when I say defeat humanity, I don't mean subtly manipulate us, and I don't mean make us less informed or anything like that. I mean a very literal defeat in the sense that we could all be killed, enslaved, or forcibly contained. Now, I'm not talking yet about whether or why AIs might attack human civilization. That's for future posts. For now, I just want to linger on the point that if such an attack happened, it could succeed against the combined forces of the entire world. I think if you believe this, you should already be worried about misaligned AI before any analysis of how or why an AI might form its own goals. We generally don't have a lot of things that could end human civilization if they tried sitting around. If we're going to create one, I think we should be asking not why would this be dangerous, but why wouldn't it be? By contrast, if you don't believe that AI could defeat all of humanity combined, I expect that we're going to be miscommunicating in pretty much any conversation about AI. The kind of AI I worry about is the kind powerful enough that total civilizational defeat is a real possibility. The reason I currently spend so much time planning around speculative future technologies instead of working on evidence-backed, cost-effective ways of helping low-income people today, which I did for much of my career and still think is one of the best things to work on, is because I think the stakes are just that high for total civilizational defeat to be a possibility. Below, in the rest of this piece, I'll first sketch the basic argument for why I think AI could defeat all of human civilization. Others have written about the possibility that superintelligent AI could manipulate humans and create overpowering advanced technologies, and I will briefly recap that case, but then I'll cover a different possibility, which is that even merely human-level AI could still defeat us all by quickly coming to rival human civilization in terms of total population and resources. At a high level, I think we should be worried if a huge and rapidly growing set of highly skilled humans on another planet was trying to take down civilization just by using the internet. So we should be worried about a large set of disembodied AIs as well. Then I'll briefly address a few objections and common questions. How can AIs be dangerous without bodies? 
If lots of different companies and governments have access to AI, won't this create a balance of power so that no one actor is able to bring down civilization? Won't we see warning signs of AI takeover and be able to nip it in the bud? Isn't it fine or maybe good if AIs defeat us? They have rights too. And then I'll close with some thoughts on just how unprecedented it would be to have something on our planet capable of overpowering us all. Next section, how AI systems could defeat all of us. There's been a lot of debate over whether AI systems might form their own motivations that lead them to seek the disempowerment of humanity. I will be talking about this in future pieces, but for now, I want to put it aside and imagine how things would go if this happened. So for what follows, let's proceed from this premise. For some weird reason, humans consistently design AI systems with human-like research and planning abilities that coordinate with each other to try and overthrow humanity. Then what? What follows will necessarily feel wacky to people who find this hard to imagine, but I think it's worth playing along because I think we'd be in trouble if this happened, and that's a very important point on its own. Next subsection, the standard argument about superintelligence and advanced technology. Other treatments of this question have focused on AI systems' potential to become vastly more intelligent than humans, to the point where they have what Nick Bostrom calls cognitive superpowers. Bostrom imagines an AI system that can do things like doing its own research on how to build a better AI system, which culminates in something that has incredible other abilities, uh, AI system that can hack into human-built software across the world, manipulate human psychology, quickly generate vast wealth under the control of itself or any human allies, come up with better plans than humans can imagine, and ensure that it doesn't try any takeover attempt that humans might be able to detect and stop, and develop advanced weaponry that can be built quickly and cheaply, yet is powerful enough to overpower human militaries. I think many readers will already be convinced by arguments like these that sufficiently powerful AI could defeat all of us combined. And if you're one of those readers, you might want to skip down to the next major section, though I guess that's a little hard to do on audio. But I want to be clear that I don't think the danger relies on the idea of cognitive superpowers or superintelligence, both of which refer to capabilities vastly beyond those of humans. I think we still have a problem, even if we assume that AIs will basically have similar capabilities to humans and not fundamentally or drastically more intelligent or capable. I'll cover that next. Next subsection, how AIs could defeat humans without superintelligence. If we assume that AIs will basically have similar capabilities to humans, I think we still need to worry that they could come to outnumber and outresource humans and could thus have the advantage if they coordinated against us. Here's a simplified example. Some of the simplifications are explained in a footnote based on Ajay Kotra's biological anchors report. I'm going to assume that transformative AI is developed on the soonish side, around 2036, and that it initially comes in the form of a single AI system that is able to do more or less the same intellectual tasks as a human. It doesn't have a human body, but it can do anything a human working remotely from a computer could do. And then I'm going to use the report's framework in which it's more expensive to train the system than to run it. Uh, for an example of what I mean, think about how much Microsoft spent to develop Windows versus how much it costs for me to run Windows on my computer. It costs much more to develop it than to run a copy. The report provides a way of estimating both how much it would cost to train an AI system and how much it would cost to run a human-level AI system. Using these estimates with details in a footnote, 
implies that once the first human-level AI system is created, whoever created it could use the same computing power it took to create it and run several hundred million copies of it for about a year each. And uh, to be clear, when I assume that AI is coming soon, if I assumed it was going to take longer and use the same report, I would get even bigger numbers. This would be over 1,000x the total number of Intel or Google employees, over 100 at times the total number of active and reserve personnel in the U.S. Armed Forces, and something like 5 to 10% of the size of the world's total working age population. And that's just a starting point. This is just using the same amount of resources that went into training the AI in the first place. Those resources could run hundreds of millions of copies. Since the AI systems could then do human-level economic work, because we're saying they're as capable as humans, they can probably be used to make more money and buy or rent more hardware, which could quickly lead to a population of billions or more. In addition to making more money that can be used to run more AIs, the AIs can conduct massive amounts of research on how to use computing power more efficiently, which could mean still greater numbers of AIs run using the same hardware. This in turn could lead to a feedback loop and explosive growth in the number of AIs. And that's a feedback loop I've written about before and I linked to. So each of these AIs in the hundreds of millions, billions or more might have skills comparable to those of unusually highly paid humans, including scientists, software engineers, and quantitative traders. It's hard to say how quickly a set of AIs like this could develop new technologies or make money trading markets, but it seems quite possible for them to amass huge amounts of resources quickly. A huge population of AIs, each able to earn a lot compared to the average human, could end up with a virtual economy at least as big as the human one. To me, this is most of what we need to know. If there's something like with human-like skills, seeking to disempower humanity with a population in the same ballpark as or larger than that of humans, we've got a civilization-level problem. Now, a potential counterpoint is that these AIs would merely be virtual. If they started causing trouble, humans could ultimately unplug or deactivate the servers they're running on. I do think this fact would make life harder for AIs seeking to disempower humans, but I don't think it ultimately should be cause for that much comfort. I'll spell out a bit why this is for two different general types of scenarios. First, humans create a huge population of AIs. We'll see how we get a problem if that happens. And next, if humans move slowly and don't create many AIs, we'll see how we get a problem if that happens. Next subsection, how this could work if humans create a huge population of AIs. I think a reasonable default expectation is that humans do most of the work of making AI systems incredibly numerous and powerful because doing so is profitable, and that leads to a vulnerable situation. So to go into a bit more detail on what I'm thinking of, imagine that the company that first develops transformative AI quickly starts running large numbers of copies, hundreds of millions or more which are used to do research on how to improve computational efficiency and run more copies still, and are used to develop valuable intellectual property like trading strategies and new technologies to make money. Over time, AI systems are likely to get rolled out widely throughout society. Their numbers could grow further and their role in the economy could grow. They could be used in and therefore have direct interaction with high-level decision-making at companies, perhaps operating large numbers of cars and or robots, perhaps operating military drones and aircraft, etc. This does seem like the default to me over time, that AIs just get used everywhere, but it's not strictly necessary for the situation to be risky, so I'll go through that below. And then also in this scenario, we're imagining that the AI systems are malicious, that's an assumption I discussed before, 
This does not mean they're constantly causing trouble. Instead, they're mostly waiting for an opportunity to team up and decisively overpower humanity. In the meantime, they're mostly behaving themselves, and this is leading to their numbers and power growing. There are scattered incidents of AI systems trying to cause trouble, but this doesn't cause the whole world to stop using AI or anything. To get a reasonable analogy for what I'm thinking of, imagine a typical civil war or revolution. The revolting population mostly avoids isolated and doomed attacks on its government. They mostly wait until they see an opportunity to band together and have a real shot at victory. So in this scenario, I'm imagining AIs that do want to disempower humanity, but are not trying until they see a real chance and are mostly behaving themselves, getting rolled out all throughout the economy. I linked to an essay by Paul Cristiano called What Failure Looks Like that examines this general flavor of scenario in a bit more detail. Now, in this scenario, the AIs do face a challenge because if it becomes obvious to everyone that they're trying to defeat humanity, humans could attack or shut down a few concentrated areas where most of the servers are. That could drastically reduce AI's numbers. So the AIs need a way of getting one or more of what I'm going to call AI headquarters. That's property they control where they can safely operate servers and factories, do research, make plans, and construct robots, drones, and other military equipment. Their goal is ultimately to have enough AIs, robots, etc. to be able to defeat the rest of humanity combined. This might mean constructing overwhelming amounts of military equipment. It might mean thoroughly infiltrating computer systems worldwide to the point where they can disable or control most others' equipment. Or it could mean researching and deploying extremely powerful weapons, like bioweapons. Or it could mean a combination. So if AIs are around in vast numbers, but humans could shut down large numbers of them by shutting down servers... How could AIs get to the point of having a headquarters, of having safe property that they control? Well, first, they could recruit human allies through many different methods. Manipulation, deception, blackmail and other threats, genuine promises along the lines of, we're going to probably end up in charge somehow and we'll treat you better when we do. Human allies could be given valuable intellectual property developed by AIs, given instructions for making lots of money and asked to rent their own servers and acquire their own property, where an AI headquarters can be set up. Since the AI headquarters would officially be human property, it could be very hard for authorities to detect and respond to the danger. Then, via threats, AIs might be able to get key humans to cooperate with them, such as political leaders, the CEOs of companies running lots of AIs. This would open up further strategies. Here's another, another strategy AIs could take. Particular companies are running huge numbers of AIs, as assumed above. The AIs being run by these companies might find security holes in the company's servers. Uh, this isn't the topic of the piece, but my general impression is that security holes are widespread and that reasonably competent people can find many of them. And they thereby might, they might find opportunities to create durable fakery about what they're up to. So, for example, AIs might set things up so that as far as humans can tell, it looks like all the AI systems are hard at work creating profit-making opportunities for a company, when in fact, they're essentially using the server farm as their headquarters, and or trying to establish a headquarters somewhere else by recruiting human allies, sending money to outside bank accounts, using that money to acquire property and servers, etc. Now, if AIs are in wide enough use, another thing they could be doing is they might already be operating lots of drones and other military equipment, in which case it could be pretty straightforward to be able to defend some piece of territory, or to strike a deal with some government to enlist its help in doing so. And of course, AIs can mix and match the above methods I've listed and others. For example, they might create fakery long enough to be operating on a, a company's server and recruit some key human allies. 
and then attempt to threaten and control humans in key positions of power to the point where they control solid amounts of military resources and use that to establish a major safe zone for them, a headquarters. In any of these cases, once one or more AI headquarters are established, and all I mean by that is just some area where they can operate without being shut down, the headquarters can be expanded as the AIs headquartered there make money, purchase more property and computing power, build more factories, etc. It can develop enough destructive potential in human allies that humans would be hesitant to attack it, as many relatively small countries have pulled off today. It would be clear that AIs at the headquarters are seeking autonomy, accumulating resources, and taking some unethical actions, but this full scale and nature of the threat could easily remain ambiguous. And then even if the threat is clear, AIs could potentially maintain a huge population in a relatively small space, even underground. They could also split up across many different headquarters, including some where they're simply using humans' hardware while hiding their presence. Either way, a large but hidden population of AIs could be recruiting human allies, developing advanced weaponry, looking for ways to take control of human weapons, which is potentially possible if they greatly outnumber the humans working on cybersecurity, and if they can coordinate with the AIs that are supposed to be helping those humans, etc. They could also be working with humans, who are maybe allies, maybe just being fooled, to manufacture large numbers of robots with backdoors allowing the AIs to take control. Now, once this headquarters has built up enough resources to go on offense, AIs around the world could coordinate. Humans could shut down AIs that they notice doing this, but they might have a very tough time getting value out of their own servers and AI controls robots. This could make it easy for the AIs of the AI headquarters to out-resource humans. So to recap all that, that was all a long discussion of how AIs avoid just all getting shut down. Basically, there's a bunch of steps they take to end up in a situation where they can operate safely and then accumulate resources, accumulate property, build advanced weaponry, recruit human allies, et cetera, to the point where they could take on all of humanity and coordinate with all the AIs that humans are supposed to be able to use. Next subsection. What if humans move slowly and don't create many AIs? So the above scenario has humans creating large numbers of AIs, such that the AIs just need to find a way to coordinate and acquire a safe headquarters in order to defeat us. What if humans move more slowly, intentionally restricting human-level AI to a tiny portion of the available computing resources? Could a small number of AIs pose a risk to humanity? In this world, we would have what Carl Schulman refers to as dry tinder everywhere, waiting for sparks. Anyone who can buy or rent a large amount of computing power can create a large number of AIs, which can produce a large amount of money and research, leading to still more AIs. So a single AI could hack into enough servers to make a few copies of itself, then recruit a few human allies and start making money, acquiring more server space, etc., until its human allies are running a huge number of AIs. This could all be done in difficult-to-detect ways. It might look like just a set of humans renting a bunch of servers to run quantitative finance strategies. So in this world, I think our concern should be any AI that is able to find enough security holes to attain that kind of freedom. Given the current state of cybersecurity, that seems like a big concern. Next section, some quick responses to objections. This has been a brief sketch of how AIs could come to outnumber and outresource humans, making use of a small number of human allies in order to attain access to property and computing power. There are lots of details I have not addressed. Here are some of the most common objections I hear to the idea that AI could defeat all of us. If I get much demand, I can elaborate on some or all of them more in the future. Question one, how can AIs be dangerous without bodies? 
So this is something that I tried to address above. AIs could recruit human allies, teleoperate robots and other military equipment, make money via research and quantitative trading, etc. At a high level, as I said in the intro, I think we should be worried if a huge and rapidly growing set of highly skilled humans on another planet was trying to take down civilization just by using the internet. So we should be worried about a large set of disembodied AIs as well. Next question. If lots of different companies and governments have access to AI, won't this create a balance of power so that nobody is able to bring down civilization? I think this is a reasonable objection to many horror stories about AI and other possible advances in military technology. But if AIs collectively have different goals from humans and are willing to coordinate with each other against us, I think we're in trouble. And there, the balance of power idea doesn't seem to help. I have a little footnote explaining how AIs might coordinate with each other. What matters is the total number and resources of AIs versus humans if the AIs are all coordinated together. Next question, won't we see warning signs of AI takeover and be able to nip it in the bud? I would guess we would see some warning signs, but does that mean we could nip it in the bud? Think about human civil wars and revolutions. There are warning signs, but also people go from not fighting to fighting pretty quickly as they see an opportunity to coordinate with each other and be successful. Next question, isn't it fine or maybe good if AIs defeat us? They have rights too. Now, I think maybe AIs should have rights, if so, it would be nice if we could reach some compromised way of coexisting that respects those rights. But if they're able to defeat us entirely, that's not what I'd plan on getting. Instead, I'd expect, by default, a world run entirely according to whatever goals AIs happen to have. These goals might have essentially nothing to do with anything humans value and could be actively counter to it, such as placing zero value on beauty and having zero attempts to prevent or avoid suffering. Next section. Risks like this don't come along every day. I don't think there are a lot of things that have a serious chance of bringing down human civilization for good. As argued in the book, The Precipice, most natural disasters, including, for example, asteroid strikes, don't seem to be huge threats, if only because civilization has been around for thousands of years so far, implying that natural civilization-threatening events are rare. Human civilization is pretty powerful and it seems pretty robust, and accordingly, what's really scary to me is the idea of something with the same basic capabilities as humans, making plans, developing its own technology, etc., that can outnumber and out-resource humans. There just aren't a lot of candidates for something like that. AI is one such candidate, and I think that even before we engage heavily in arguments about whether AIs might seek to defeat humans, we should be, feel very nervous about the possibility that they could. Now, what about other AI risks? AI might lead to mass unemployment and unrest. AI might exacerbate misinformation and propaganda. AI might exacerbate a wide range of other social ills and injustices. I think these are real concerns. But to be honest, if they were the biggest concerns, I would probably still be focused on helping people in low-income countries today rather than trying to prepare for future technologies. Now, why is that? Well, predicting the future is generally hard, and it's easy to pour effort into preparing for challenges that never come, or come in a very different form from what was imagined. I believe that civilization is pretty robust. We've had huge changes and challenges over the last century plus. Full-scale world wars, many dramatic changes in how we communicate with each other, dramatic changes in lifestyles and values, without seeming to have come very close to a real civilizational collapse. So, if I'm engaging in speculative worries about a potential future technology, I want to focus on the really, really big ones, the ones that could matter for billions of years. 
If there's a real possibility that AI systems will have values different from ours and coordinate to try to defeat us, that is such a worry. 